Well, today, a bit of a somber day in our home as we got to get dressed today with our orange shirts. I'm Holly Taylor, here for Good Company, and I bring this up because we've got our Good Company correspondent, Kara Baldwin, joining us. And this is your first year navigating all the things school with your little one. How did this morning go? Yeah, that's right. We have one orange shirt. Um, it has a, a wolf riding a motorcycle on it. So okay. I'm not sure how sensitive how sensitive we're being to uh, to orange shirt day today. But definitely just trying to let him know that he's got a purpose for wearing this shirt. And he's going to learn a lot about it at school. You know, we're going to try to talk to him too at home. But it's hard at this age, to be honest. He's he's just turning four. So there's yeah. a lot of these, these kind of themed days and holidays that are a little bit hard to navigate. Um, but yep, he's wearing his orange shirt today for Truth and Reconciliation Day, which I guess is tomorrow, right? Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the schools, though, observing it today uh, for federal businesses. They are shut on Monday. And it's uh, it's interesting just being a parent right now because I feel as though um, our kids are getting a lot of information thrown at them that might not be age appropriate. And it's, mm-hmm. but like, how much is too too much? I feel like it's, um, man, we just need a lot of therapists just being like, hey, this is how much you should talk to the kids about this because, I mean, I talked about on the show before, my daughter, terrified of Terry Fox, had to watch a video mm-hmm. and it was too much for her. Uh, and... He's got a very empowering story. So uh, last year, Truth and Reconciliation is a very hard day for her. We have Indigenous um, heritage, and mm-hmm. um, she, I would say, took it very hard. It, so today's mm-hmm. a hard day in our house. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know when, when thinking of schools, I don't know when the Ontario ministers of education make decisions on curriculum and stuff. I don't know how many like child counselors and therapists they're talking to. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the process is on deciding these things, but I, I do think there's a lot of, of um, very strong Christian uh, households that uh, are, have kids in the, in the public or Catholic school systems and um, are being exposed to things that really they're talking about at home. They're dealing with at home. They don't need the school to take that on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really tricky to navigate that. I've talked to teachers who are saying, hey, we don't like this either. Uh, it's kind of just like you said, it's it's the world we're in right now. This is where I, I just pray for teachers. Yeah. I think they're kind of caught in the middle of this too. They're going, I have to teach this to, to kids who just moved to Canada from another country and their yeah. parents don't speak English. And now I have to be the one to explain this stuff to them. Like, yeah, this is a very tricky time that we're in. We've kind of strayed a little bit away from um, you know, oh, what the 1800s, the three R's, which is funny because arithmetic is actually an A, not an R, but the reading, <laughs> writing, which is a W, and arithmetic. And so mm. <laughs> it was like very much the basics. And yeah. it was afforded, like parents were afforded the opportunity to dive into these conversations. It wasn't put on the onus of educators who don't necessarily know the intricacies of each family, their experience, their mm-hmm. heritage, uh, traumas that they've gone through. And so there's a lot of situations right now that I, yeah, I too feel for teachers and uh, pray for them on a regular basis because there's a lot of things that they're having to navigate. Yeah, it's like I was actually at a, uh, a Christian gathering of teachers, teachers, Christians in education mm-hmm. at the beginning of the school year. And that was a lot of the common feedback and thoughts and, and fears was sort of this. OK, so I know that I have some students who are new Canadians and I, and I do need to help 
because the parents can't even help with homework. The parents, they want to be involved in their kids' lives, but they are really struggling with that. And then you have the maybe more upper class uh, Canadian families where the parents in some cases don't even show up to parent teacher interviews because they, they are just too busy mm-hmm. for their child. And they're either expecting the school to do all the work or they're che- teaching it at home and they don't like what the school is teaching. Like, yeah, who who is right? And I know this isn't really where we planned on taking this conversation, but it is <laughs> it is really tricky. And I, I, I'm so happy that you're praying for teachers because I am too. Uh, but I also found a lot of hope in these this this gathering of educators um just knowing and seeing that so many of them do follow christ and really do want to be a light and want to help the next generation navigate this in a really healthy way so i have hope for my son's teachers in the future of his school life and i think we just have to kind of pray for wisdom as parents to to come alongside and and answer the questions that our kids are going to come home with yeah, I think now more than ever, wisdom is something that as parents, we need discernment, teaching these even to our kids. How do you discern truth from fact, from fiction to uh, all the things? I mean, we've got AI now. People can fake people's voices. It's a very unique day and age to try to parent through. And it's, I think, comes down to continually praying for wisdom, no matter what age and stage of life. Maybe you've got grandbabies and you're watching them. What is going to be the appropriate things to say to them based on their age, based on what's happening Mm -hmm. in the world around them? How do we keep our kids kids for as long as we can? Yeah, it's hard, I think, for grandparents, too, because your kids may not be in the same place or have the same foundation that you want them to have in terms of their relationship with God. And so you're trying to kind of skip the generation to reach to their kids, your your grandkids. Yeah. Right. Like I think a lot of grandparents, they want to be that Christian influence for their grandchildren, even if the parents aren't. So yeah, that's a hard one too. There honestly, there's resources too. And I think I'm so thankful for that. Uh, Justin Holcomb is um, an author. He's a pastor. And I've actually seen some of his kids books that are really, they're resources, but they help have conversations conversations with kids in a very, you know, it's it's a biblical based approach, but also uh, kid friendly. And it's like how to protect your body, how to understand where your image, you know, body health, health, a healthy body image mm-hmm. for kids. And um, I think it's we got to find resources. We got to reach out. We got to talk to, you know, the leaders in our church. And like you said, pray for wisdom, pray for discernment and know that you don't have to figure it out alone and and that we're going to say the wrong thing. Right. Yes. Like, let's just well, let's face it. We're as parents, we will say the wrong thing. We will we're probably not ruin some part of our children, but they're resilient. They will be okay. And if we're praying, then God will definitely be protecting them too. Yeah. It's not a day and age to turtle. We need to reach out and work together as community once again to navigate these very unique days. We're being, no matter I think what phase you're in, no matter what your cohort is, There's these new challenges and it's exciting. It's scary, but absolutely. I think wisdom, something to pray for on the daily discernment, and then just finding ways to communicate while leading with love. Mm, So good. Yeah. And I think it's okay that we participate in these kind of themed days, even when they're the fun ones too, Mm -hmm. because it lets the kids know that there's a, there's a reason for it, but the reason doesn't have to always be dark and somber. Yeah. You know, we don't have to always have uh, a fundraiser for people who are dealing with heart disease, right? Like we could do some fun things too. 
um, you know, obviously the pajama days and the yep. dress up days are always fun. So yeah, I think kind of balancing that out probably would help too. Yeah. And for us as parents. <laughs> yes. It's like we had a hard conversation last week. Let's just focus on Thanksgiving now this week and just take it a day at a time. Let's just do crazy hair day. All right, we're done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie, thank you so much for stopping by today here on Good Company. A little bit of a more challenging conversation, but again, I always love diving into these with you. Yeah, this is real life. Appreciate chatting with you, Holly. Thanks.